Mohammed Salahuddin Chowdhury, New York, the place to be. To Mohammed Salahuddin Chowdhury, 38, of Queens, New York was the place to succeed, especially if you were confident, smart, and very good-looking. He was supporting his pregnant wife and six-year-old daughter by serving banquets at Windows on the World, but that was only temporary. He had a master's degree in physics from Bangladesh, where he grew up, and had studied real estate and computer science in this country. After a few doleful years in Baltimore, he was determined to try to stay in New York. He knew something good would come up. Meanwhile, he had a new baby to look forward to. It was due in September. If it's a boy, he told Barahin Ashrafi, his wife, we'll have a perfect family. On September 13, Farkad Chowdhury was born, eight pounds, 10 ounces, with deep black eyes like his father's. Very expressive, said Mrs. Ashrafi eyes like he's trying to tell me something. This profile was published in the New York Times on December 4th, 2001. Alar All right, everyone. Welcome to Muslim Radio Dallas. Assalamu alaikum. And today we remember the events of 9-11-2001 by honoring a special group of people who weren't publicly honored as they should have been 20 years ago. If we, are all, if we are old enough, we remember where we were that day and what we were doing the time we heard the news. As Muslims, many of us thought, oh, please don't let it be a Muslim. When we learned the news reported that it, the people who were identified as Muslims, that, that the people who identified as Muslims were the hijackers, Muslims everywhere became scared of backlash. Hijabis like me were pressured to take off our hijab for the sake of safety, many of us tried not to travel alone. Imagine all this happens to you, but then on top of that, you learn that your loved one or was one of those among those who were killed as well. Many of those who did try to publicly memorialize their loved one's memory faced accusations of being associated with the attackers. So many families had to choose to grieve in silence. After 20 years, I say it's time to let these 32 Muslims rest in peace. They who were the victims of this attack, just like so many other Americans, need to have their memories honored like the rest of the victims. We as members of Muslim Radio Dallas, along with the youth of a few uh, Islamic schools, have prepared some memorials for you and the memorials of, of the Muslims who were living in New York City at the time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. My name is Luqman and I am an assistant teacher at Al Huda Muslim School in College Station, Texas. I will be providing a memorial for Abdu Malahi. Abdu Malahi is of Yemeni descent and he passed away at the World Trade Center when he was 37 years old. He grew up in Brooklyn and studied to be an audiovisual manager at the Marriott. He left a wife and two children back home in Yemen and was working to get a visa for them to come to America. He was one of the true heroes of 9-11. One survivor wrote, Abdu saved me from the Marriott World Trade Center the morning of September 11th, about 15 minutes before he passed away when the tower fell on the hotel. He was a true hero, 
despite being told by hotel management to evacuate, Abdu took it upon himself to run from floor to floor to see if any guests remained. I remember him shouting in the hallways and taking guests personally to the stairwell to exit before continuing his run. I'll never forget his face. Another survivor wrote, Abdu saved my life. Because we were told not to evacuate by the hotel via the intercom since it had been destroyed when the second plane had crashed, Abdu took it upon himself to alert the remaining guests that they must leave. I was waiting in my room when I heard him shouting in the hallway. I opened the door and he told me I must leave immediately. He escorted me to the stairways before continuing on to save other guests. He is constantly in my thoughts. He is my guardian angel. I love this man whom I only met once. It is still hard for me to comprehend his sacrifice for strangers. Abdu was a very special man indeed. Marriott honored him and one other Marriott employee who died on 9-11 by planting two trees in downtown Brooklyn. We pray for his family in this time of remembrance and may Allah be pleased with him. Assalamu alaikum, this is Sister Nazi with Muslim Radio Dallas, here to offer a memorial for Amina Rasul, who perished in the 9-11 attack. Amina immigrated to America from Guyana as a child. As an adult, she worked on the 95th floor of the World Trade Center as an accountant for Marsh and McLennan. At 33 years old, she left behind four children ages 8, 6, 3, and 10 months, as well as her husband, Sadiq. Her mother-in-law had to quit her job in order to take care of the children after Amina's death. Her marriage with Sadiq has been described as having flourished on a mixture of Islamic tradition and American opportunity. May Allah bless her family during this time of remembrance of the loss of such a key member of their family. So before we go to the next one, just tell us a little bit, um, Brother Cam, about where you were when when this happened. and. What kinds of um, things, you know, this sort of elicited for you, I thought to elicited for you as you remember it. So, alhamdulillah, uh, this is a very beautiful idea. Uh, Jazakallah khair and Sister Nazi for putting this together and uh, getting all of the youth to, to make um, recordings, uh, reading uh, the memorials for each of these. Muslims who perished in, in 9-11. And so you ask, where was I? Oh, boy. Well, I was working a night shift, and I had just come home to lay down uh, for, you know, to sleep after working all night. And the news, you know, I, I, sometimes I would put the news on to uh, and try to fall asleep to it. But this time, man, I did not fall asleep, unfortunately. It's, it just all came out then. And I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I had family, and and we were we were shocked. I, you know, it was hard to explain to the the kids. My kids were little then, and um, we just like everybody else, just trying to figure out what was going to happen. You know, worried about mm -hmm. what was going to happen. And I lived in Boston, so you know, not too far from it, and. One of the planes came from there and all of that, and it was just a crazy time. Mm -hmm. Now, I was in San Antonio as my husband was stationed at Lackland Air Force Base. And 
I was in a peculiar situation because, you know, I'm a wife of a military officer and also Muslim. So I know that that going on the Air Force base for you know whatever business we had to do was um, turned some heads, let's just say. And my husband was scared for me wearing hijab. And there were times when he was saying, you know, maybe maybe you don't have to wear hijab in this kind of situation. And I, I, I wouldn't have an, hear anything of it. I was, I'm, you know, I would not take my hijab off um, for anything, not because I'm scared of anybody. And, uh, but I, I do remember that kind of suggestion and pressure from, from a lot of people. So let's go ahead and play the next one. So, you know, as I was saying before that we are, uh, youth radio the youth are involved with the members of the community to produce the segments uh, and so they have prepared some segments as well my name is samira from maryland i have a memorial for nasima h simji worked at fiduciary trust international died at a world trade center on 9-11 our lord thy reach is over all things in mercy and knowledge forgive then those who turn in repentance and follow thy path and preserve them from the penalty of the blazing fire and grant our lord that they enter the gardens of eternity which thou hast promised to them and to the righteous among their fathers their wives and their posterity for thou art he, the exalted in might, full of wisdom, and preserve them from all ills, and any whom thou dost preserve from ills that day, on them wilt thou have bestowed mercy indeed. This program is produced by Muslim Radio Network and is made possible with your generous support. Please make your tax-deductible donation on MuslimRadioNetwork.org. Assalamualaikum, Sister Nazi here with another Did You Know? Did you know that Muslims have been victims of terrorism too? Almost 3,000 people were killed while working in or around the World Trade Center on 9-11, and 32 of them were Muslims. Some of them died while saving the lives of their fellow New York City friends. Three Muslims were passengers in the planes that the hijackers crashed. Rather than receiving public memorials and honors for the loss of their loved ones, family members of Muslims who died on 9-11 had to grieve in silence due to fear of backlash. Some were outright accused of having some connection with the hijackers. According to the Global Terrorism Database of the American Association of the Advancement of Science, 99 victims were Muslims in the 136 terrorism attacks in the U.S. between 2009 and 2019. Did you know that after 9-11, 6,024 Muslims fought in Afghanistan and Iraq? Notable among them was Humayun Khan, who died in a car bomb. His parents addressed Trump and urged him to read the Constitution when they spoke at the Democratic National Convention in 2016. 
Colonel Douglas Burpee is the highest-ranked Muslim U.S. Marine. For 27 years, he served the Marines as a helicopter pilot. He converted to Islam when he was only 19 years old. In 2018, Lieutenant Mesa Oza became the first Air Force JAG officer to wear hijab as part of her uniform. Roughly 6,000 of the members of the military are Muslims. Some of them are pressured to eat pork, prove their loyalty, and perform their physical fitness test while fasting. But they continue to be proud to serve their country. In fact, 92% of American Muslims surveyed in general were proud to be American. Did you know that there's a Juma prayer held every Friday in the New York City Police Department? Jamil El Athari is the first Yemeni American Muslim to attain the rank of captain in the New York City Police Department. New York City Police Department has grown from only two Muslim members in the graduating class of 2000 to almost 1,500 in the graduating class of 2017 in the years in which he served as an officer. In 2016, a Muslim woman served as the president of the Women's Endowment Association, which has been organized to represent female police. So if you come across anyone who suggests that Muslims should be banned, just remember that Muslims are among those who have given their lives to this country. So anybody who's listening has a memorial to offer. Um, it may be good for me to just repeat the names of those people. Um, those can be found on our Facebook page. Muslim Radio Dallas uh, has a Facebook page. And you can go there and see the names in print if you like. Muhammad Salman Hamdani, Abdul Malahi, Sayyid Abdul Fatah, Nizam Hafiz, Muhammad Jawara, Amina Rasul, Shakila Yasmin, Shabir Ahmed, Taimur Khan, Tariq. Amunallah, Michael Baksh, Tori Balorchi, Abdul Chowdhury, Muhammad Salahuddin Chowdhury, Jamal Legaz DeSantis, Simon Suleiman Ali Kismali Dohani, Zutu Ibis, Sarah Khan, Abdullahi Khan, Bayim Muhammad, Nurul Hukhaya, Khalid Shahid, Muhammad Ali Siddiq, Rahma Sali and her husband, Michael Theodore, Michael Theodore Darius, Muhammad Shah Jahan, Nasima Simji, Ab- Abdul Karim Tayor, Karurma Tera, Tera, and Man Balaj. So we we have another um, memorial to share. I think Brother Cam 
Um, what's the next one that you had up? I don't have the list in front of me. The next one is uh, Saeed Abdul Fattah. Okay, my sister Noor. Saeed Abdul Fattah, a man of deep faith. Some men cram all the spaces of their hearts with people, places, and activities, creating from complexity a fulfilling existence. Others, like Saeed Abdul Fattah, live lives so narrowly focused that other people, places, and activities are crowded out. For Mr. Fattah, 54, there was only family and faith. He was a Muslim who prayed five times a day according to our practice. He worked at the Pitney Bowes Copy Center at Aon Insurance in the World Trade Center. And when the work slowed down, he would study Quran. He was going to buy me a Quran in Spanish because he wanted me to know about his religion, said Beatrice Soto, a co-worker. When Joanna Lewis, new on the job, botched a large copy order, Mr. Fata stayed calm. He'd say, no problem, we just have to do it over again, Miss Lewis said. When Mr. Fata came to the United States in 1995, he left six children and an ex-wife at home in Bangalore, India. He married an American citizen, but that union also failed. In Newark, where he lived and worshipped, he met Nawuz Umorali, a Muslim woman from Guyana. They were married in a Muslim ceremony in 1998. Mrs. Umorali said Mr. Fata had planned to become a naturalized citizen. Then he was going to bring his children to America. Mr. Fata had few friends outside the masjid and few interests outside of prayer. But he had his family and an intimate relationship with Allah, and that, he told others, was enough. His profile was published in the New York Times on June 16, 2002. May Allah have mercy on all their souls. Assalamu alaikum. I'm Layla from Maryland. I have a memorial for Shakila Yasmin, wife of Nurul Hukmiya, also passed on 9-11, emigrated from Bangladesh, 26 years old, died in World Trade Center, was a computer assistant at March and McLennan, Due is to Allah that which he has taken away, and he, his is whatever he has given. With him, everything has an appointed term, so have patience and seek reward from him. Zakhla for the camp for Muslim Radio Dallas, playing, playing that. Uh, we are planning to uh, take any of our contributions and put them on our radio. We are... Uh, Dallas area radio station for youth to mentor that are mentored by the uh, mentors in the community. So uh, the the kids in the different Sunday schools prepare these as part of part of their learning experience as well. And we think this is a really good way for youth to learn about uh, their identity as Muslims by contributing to our radio station, preparing uh, clips for us and um, having and through the mentorship of the leaders in our community. All right. Um, and I, I feel like I shouldn't end this without also talking about um, uh, one of the very um, more well-known people that was one of the victims of 9-11 and that is the Muhammad Salman um, Hamdani. He was worked part-time as a EMT, and when he heard that there was some, when he heard that this event had happened, he 
hurried and went down to the World Trade Center and began helping. And he, his family never heard from him after that. Later, they found his body in, in several um, pieces, and they were able to return some of pieces of his clothing to his, to his mother. His mother just read one article how she was just talking about how a, a kind soul he was, and he cared about people, um, animals, um, and you know just also how proud he would speak of being a, an American. So, um, and then there are people who have threatened to grind his name off of the world, the the World Trade Center memorial because they're they're upset that a name like Muhammad Salman Hamdani is on that memorial but they are just having to come to the realization that Muslims are among the American population we are about 1.1 to 1.5% of the population so it makes sense that out of 3000 people that about 32 of them were Muslims. That's just the com the the basic representation of Muslims in the population. So, um, and he happened to be one of them. So, uh, you know, just if you just try to make a du'as for all of these um, people when you when you make your prayers, inshallah, and um, inshallah we can let these souls rest in peace and have their names remembered. Way to live 
Muslim, but they don't practice Islam. Muslim race. 